Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We even dive into the fictional from time to time too. We will re-watch TV shows, talk about movies, anything where stories are involved. We especially want to get you, the listener, involved too. So if you've got random, funny stories, things that have happened to you or a friend, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Guess what we're doing this week, Ryan? Um, Resident, Re- Resident Evil wash Resident Re- Alien Re- rewatch. <laughs> Some Resident someone. Um, yes, Resident Alien episode five. But you it know, I've got to watch Resident Evil. Yeah, but uh, mm. now we're going to kick it off with what we do to keep us in the comedy. Uh, what do you call it? The comedy <laughs> um, listing of the podcast. Uh, you're going to hit us yep. up with a bad joke. So. Fire away. Today's today's bad joke comes from John Williamsport on the Bad Jokes Forum. Bad Dad Jokes Forum. To kill a French vampire, you need to drive a baguette through its heart. Sounds easy, but the process is painstaking. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. And and have you ever, Jamie? Have you heard? Um, you know that you know. With I suppose this is topical with the new James Bond film out and everything like that. And um, you, have you heard how James Bond's doorbell rings? I John. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was from Darren Albright. So, there you go. yes, there you go. Dong. Ding dong. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I have a story that came across my social media. Mm-hmm. So apparently, there's a guy called Walter Summerford, and he was struck by lightning in 1918. Six years later, in 1924, he was struck by lightning again. Oh, wow. Then you know what happened? Six years what after happened? that, he got struck by lightning. Okay, I'm now officially a believer that he's Thor. Even after his death in 1932... His grave was struck by lightning. Someone's trying to resuscitate him. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon Odin just got drunk one night and he's just like, I think Thor's in that general area. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was clearly targeted for something. Do they, well, they they do say lightning never strikes twice, but clearly in this time it does and strikes thrice. Maybe he had special shoes made by Tesla or something. Maybe he was wearing like a massive lightning rod on his yeah. head. We don't know that. It's an uncorroborated. If only his name was Rod. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that would make it just a little, That would get us in the comedy charts for sure. That was my dad joke of the week. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Episode number five. Episode um, number five, five was called... Love language that it was, and it was very raunchy and heart mm, emotional like, at the same time. Um, yeah, it was, 
But uh, Super Troopers director was back again. Ah, uh, you can tell. Um, yes, especially for the the love scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but new, there's a new writer involved in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Sarah Beckett. Okay. She wrote on a show called Surviving Evil. If you've oh, heard I don't of, think I've ever that. seen that. No, I, I've heard the I've heard the name flip around, and, mm-hmm. but um, she worked on. She didn't write, but she worked on like in the production department or whatever of um the TV series called Shooter. Oh, okay. Which was, which was ba- you know was based off the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Mark. the um. I think Ryan Felipe played the Mark yes. uh, Warburg role in that show. Not yeah. a bad show. I watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, I watched a bit of it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'll hit you with the synopsis. Yes. Mike and Liv get a report on how Sam died. So Mike and Liv are the sheriff and the deputy. Uh, meanwhile, the real Harry's wife, Isabella, Isabel, sorry, comes to visit her husband, and the alien Harry has to think fast. Kate and Ben consider sending Max to uh, school in Georgia because of his delusion <laughs> that uh, Harry is an alien, which forces Max and Harry to make a compromise. Yes, yeah, a couple of different plot threads going on in this yep. episode. Um, starting off with, um, obviously, you've got the cliffhanger from last week. Yes, with um first of all with the kids with max max wakes up in his closet yeah and his parents find him and and yeah they've reported him missing and but he did he's obviously harry's obviously taken him back to the closet somehow yeah. gotten him into the closet yeah. without being detected yeah oh he's been through uh, the window before um yeah <laughs> but yes, interesting interesting enough the thing that we get a first look at harry's life before he was mm. murdered by an alien um yeah, so they go into that a little bit. Um, yeah, you, so you get to see Alan Turdick be Alan Turdick. Yeah. So to speak, like the normal Alan Turdick. Yeah. Um, and the way he met his wife and you could tell that Harry was a quite wealthy man. To mm-hmm. But not he, so lucky with the ladies. Yes. Because he was like, um, Harry... Um, oh, what's his name again? I can't, I can't remember... Uh, pink, pinkish, something like that. Smeagol, pinkish Smeagol, Harry. <laughs> no, it's. I'm gonna have a look. Uh, I wrote it down, but it's just like it's the thing I should know off the top of my head. Vander Spiegel, that's it. The Vander Spiegel, yeah, Doctor yeah. Harry Vander Spiegel. He's yes. like, I, Doctor. It's like, um, Harry Vander Spiegel, divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you obviously see he's got a bit of money because someone's outbid him on the the artwork yeah. of the. Lovely then, lady he's trying yeah. to meet, and he just go, oh, I'll just put ten thousand dollars down. Yeah, because it's about the cause. <laughs> and he and his his beautiful yeah. line was, "I can fit fix anyone's heart unless it's my own." Yeah, <laughs> so I thought, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that was a very interesting start, a very you know polar opposite of the whole mm-hmm. the whole series feel so far. Like, exactly, like a, it was like a contrast. But man, when he comes back home and he's like, you're still mm. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't wear that. Then, that's a man's then, shirt. <laughs> it's a man's shirt. But then that's where we find out that he gave up his practice. Yeah. Wanted to divorce his yeah. still wife at the moment. 
And I love the scene where she's like, you took off, you stonewalled the lawyers for four months and yeah. you won't sign the papers. And she hands it to him, he quickly signs it and she goes yeah. to get him a bed. Here you go. But <laughs> it, her, her being British, you can't have a British person on a American TV series without them going, you talk like James Bond. <laughs> yes, and I, I, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I don't like her at all. Yeah. Not because, not her character in... She just got this demeanor about her yeah. that I just cannot stand, and she's only been in it for one full episode. Yeah, but then again, I, I feel like it's like the kind of character that you're not really supposed yeah. to like. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And then she sneaks into his bed, and and, and <laughs> yeah, she's she, like, she she's leaves, warm. and then he's, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's warm so like a big hound. Lay here and play dead. Yeah. She will leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then starts to enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, and then it brings us to Harry change, getting changed in his truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then this, this this whole scene with Darcy, she's like, "Oh, we're gonna yeah. break break it off with Harry." He's like, "Is that coffee yeah. for me?" <laughs> yeah, it's his thing. And, and, then, and he's like, "You're not really my type." And he's like, "What's the most smart and intelligent man?" <laughs> yeah. Ever? But then, but then the classic scene where 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 he you know insults her and then. Yeah. And he's like, his inner monologue is like, oh no, if I don't yeah. apologize, she will know I am an alien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was very and then, funny. And can I just have one little sip of that coffee? Yeah. And then in the end, he takes it. He just walks off with it. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you put it down to go, excuse me. And he's like, <laughs> but like that whole scene, you can see his hands reaching for the coffee. Like he doesn't yeah. care what she's saying. He's like, coffee. Yeah. He's <laughs> just reaching for the coffee. Um, yeah, so Darcy's his kissing skills from last episode, yeah. which essentially was just licking her face. Yeah, um, but oh, the so, edge, edge of her face. Um, yeah, the edge of her face. Yeah, and then but um, yeah. Now, now, what makes Harry's ex-wife even more mm-hmm. annoying and insane is her. Oh, why is this door locked? I'll get a hammer, break the lock. You know, yeah. and then go into the basement, and you know find Sahar's scarf and then she's like yeah cheating on me for that and that's it and then that leads us leads us to I suppose we we sort of jumped over a little bit but the sheriff um the sheriff arrives at Max's house after he's been reported missing yes yes the sheriff and the deputy arrive um and (laughs) sheriff immediately goes into okay I'm not gonna lie it's not gonna look good I'm gonna need a sample of his DNA and just going on (laughs) and he's like when was the last time you saw Max and then Max walks down the stairs yeah he's all about that I I I I de-iced the road for this yeah (laughs) I love the sheriff seriously comedy gold um yeah and that that's where he uh, Max talks to Sahar, or they get Sahar yes. in, and then, and then Sahar's like, "I don't remember anything," that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought that was a bit of a like a bit of a bit of a gut punch because yeah. he well, literally relied on her. Yeah. But I thought for a second that she would have been told to shut up or something like like she really did remember it, but you know, yeah, it's you know, don't talk like that, daughter, kind of you know scenario. Yeah, I get you. Um. Yeah. Um. Trying to think. Um, yeah, and then there's so so obviously the, the what what the theme the overall theme of this episode is the feeling that I got is family. 
because obviously oh. you get that you get that scene with the sheriff and his father at the start of the yeah. episode. But I I'd, I'd go deeper than that because it seems more about love and hate. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um I was going to talk about it later, but the the this song that ends the whole thing um that artist has been got music all through the show. Um, okay. She's I actually I looked her up just when we finished um uh watching it this morning and yeah, name's Ray Ray Zaragoza. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Ray Zaragoza. She was born born and raised in Manhattan, moved to LA at the age of 14. Her mother was an immigrant from Japan. Her father is uh, of Mexican and indigenous heritage. Now she's quite passionate about, um, um, I guess, human rights, advocator of peace sort of thing. Because her and it all comes down to her um, heritage. Like her great, yeah, her great grandmother was adopted out of her tribe as a young child and was raised by a, a white woman and forced to assimilate. Oh. Which was something that happened way way back when when the British would come in and go, oh, you're you're all savages and your children should be raised proper and you know that whole thing so let's yeah. take you take your children so they can be well educated and you know like it's just such a horrible horrible you know thing that happened um but she's you can just tell from her music how passionate she is and oh definitely no uh, i think it definitely it had a good score oh yeah because this is probably my favorite song that she's done the whole series so far it's it was called american dream Ah yes, and and it's all all about, you know, love not hate, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, and it just matched this episode perfectly. Um, no, I agree. It was a very good song. Yeah, because this episode, like, I felt there was so much funny stuff, and then there was so much heavy, <laughs> heavy stuff. Oh, definitely, with, with definitely us. a lot of stuff, especially with Aster and Jade, Jade as well. Yep. You know, I suppose we can discuss that. Um, obviously, last episode. Um, after it came out to her family, yep, that um, Jake Harry, was her daughter. Harry, yeah, Harry spilled the beans. The, <laughs> oh, what and what I what I what I love as well. Before we go into that, is um, Sam's wife brings a box of files. Yes, and um, to Harry, fair. and um, so just drops it off and asks if Harry's finished the autopsy, and yep. he said he's still waiting on the results from the lab. And she said, "Well, you know, I can't. I hope." I, I can't believe it was suicide or I hope it wasn't suicide. And yeah. he's just, he's like, what, what does it matter? And she said, well, if it's suicide, I can't get his life insurance money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So his insurance money would be null. And yeah. Um, and she says, I hope you do the right thing. And that's when she leaves and Jay walks in and she's like, Oh, she, she was doing here or what's that? And he's like, she's, yeah. she's pro murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's pro murder. Um, um, and then, so Jay takes the box yeah. Uh, Harry asked her to take the box. And in the meantime, him and Astra are talking about it's a bit hard for for Astra to have her working there. Yeah. Um, so they, they're talking about letting her go and focus, so she can focus on her studies and yeah, everything. And then Astra goes into the room to do that to, to fire her, to, to fire her. And and yeah, I, I could tell immediately with the look on Jade's face. Yeah. She had a file open and she had a shocked look. Yeah, and basically says, "Look, I know you have you had a you had a, a child who was yeah. born on my birthday, 
And yeah. so now Jade knows that. Yeah, it's, ja- it's Jay, by the way. It's Jane, is it? Jay. Oh, Jay. Sorry, I thought it was Jay. That's that's yeah. that's one of the bad things about being deaf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds, sounds close, but yeah. So yeah. so Jay finds out that Asher is her mum. And then at, in the same uh, in the same in the same yeah. scene finds out that um, Jimmy is her father. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And um, obviously she's full with emotion and storms out. And yeah. But Harry walks in and goes, "I was going to fire her." Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Which which leads to a to the the next scene, um, which is like basically she's so mad and she's on the bench and Harry's like, "Are you waiting for a bus?" Yeah, um, that was funny. Are so, you waiting for a bus? Says a few profound things as Harry always does every now and again. Um, you know about he goes says something like, um, you know the monks, the monks say that you know suffering is yada yada, yada or whatever, and and then goes yeah. and there's like then they also train their minds to not feel pain. One set them on fire. <laughs> I bet he felt pain. Um, <laughs> and then in comes uh... in comes Jimmy. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. hi, I'm Harry. And, and I really, I really like the way that Harry, especially when they're talking in the cafe. Yeah. He's just, and this is, this is my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode. Yeah. The whole ninja stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact that here, Harry is essentially protecting Asta. Yeah. He, you know, like I, that's the feeling that I got. Yeah. Because when Jimmy got aggressive, Harry immediately turns around. Yeah. Like Harry is sitting in a booth behind. Yeah. Aster and Jimmy, yeah. um, and the fact that he's he's very protective of her, yeah, um, because obviously he knows he can like throw Jimmy out the window if he wanted to, yeah. <laughs> but I love the, I love how he starts talking about ninjas, and then yeah. she, and then Aster said to Jimmy, yeah, he's reading a book on ninjas and yeah, <laughs> and battle, yeah, um, yeah. So that that whole scene was great, and then it polished uh, finishes off with. Um, Alistair's father sitting down saying, you yes. know, his wise words, which you just keep, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, he talks about uh, Jay and, and says, like, I promise you she has a family that loves her yeah. as if she's her own. Um, yeah. Uh, he's, he just pops in and says all the wise stuff, like, you know. And then and then, she, and then Alistair turns around and, like, looks at so like, where did Harry go? Yeah. And then he does a, he's done a very Batman esque yeah. thing, and he turns it, the camera pans a little bit, and he's sitting at a table yeah. with his cape behind, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> "I'm a ninja." Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but um, all right, let's go. Let's go back to there's one particular scene. I think it's before Jay, the whole Jay incident, um, where his yep. wife just storms into the office. And goes, oh, yeah, whose sorry, scarf? Whose yeah. scarf is this? You know. Yes, and then um, you know. And then starts throwing the files, doing it. Asta's like fine with it because she's like, "You told me, you told me that your wife was dead." Um, and then she's like, "You're a monster!" And storms out, and he's like, "Monsters are kind of cheese, isn't it?" Yeah, monsters are kind. Of- <laughs> I love that he just stands there, and all, she's throwing all this stuff at him, and he's just taking it. Yeah, but he, he doesn't <laughs> care because he, to him, it's just like I just want her to leave. Yeah. And then she says, "I'm going. I'm going back to New York forever." And then, and you can and then tell Harry's kind of excited. And then, and then the brilliant scenario of she goes to the bar, and then yeah. Darcy and Isabel yeah. bond over, you know, 
their bad relationships and things that are going wrong in their life and then yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we're saying dating the same guy um i was just saying when i when i was sitting there i saw there's nothing possibly that could go yeah yeah because um, <laughs> then she goes and um you know she goes back and he's like i thought you were leaving forever and then you know <laughs> yeah up. The whole romantic and scene. then harry walks in and he's he's got a full meal prepared yeah she's she's made with the steaks from the freezer downstairs yeah um and that's where harry freaks out a little bit yeah and then he keeps it all right you can do the dishes now mm. <laughs> yeah. oh no that's that's Make it sure like, you spoke the pots the big okay it's like a, a key scene of the whole show um or the whole episode um where he's like where did you get those steaks She's like from the freezer downstairs. Had to break the lock to get the bloody freezer open, and he's just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> and then he goes, "He's like, I will get the peas." And he goes down and lifts up the peas, and there's the dead person's face. Yeah. And then just casually slides a few bits of meat on top of it. Yeah, and and then they're sitting at the table. She's like, "You're quiet. What are you thinking?" He's like, "If I could fit your body in, <laughs> into the freezer next to the other guy." <laughs> yeah, is there enough room left in the freezer next to the other body for you? Yeah, this is so good because I just I love being in Harry's head. Like yeah. they could have done the show from someone else's perspective. Yeah. But this is just brilliant. And I don't think it would have worked as well. No, it wouldn't have. And when you've got you've got someone like Alan Alan Tudyk, you you you'd be wasting it. Yeah. If you were going from, you know, someone else's perspective. Yeah. So then then Darcy rocks up to, you know, yeah, go after um Harry and then she yeah. looks through the window and there they are dancing and and then the best line, one of the best lines is, "What a, that was a waste of deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> and then she puts the, the wine down yeah. and then leaves for a second, then comes back and grabs the wine. Yeah, you don't leave the wine, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then we, we, we slowly come to my second favourite scene of the whole episode. Yeah. Purely and simply for Harry's reaction. Hmm. Um, so they're dancing, they're dancing and... And and he's just and that's when he does the line. They stop dancing. He's like, "Can you soak the pots before you leave?" <laughs> yeah, it's like. And then she the- starts. <laughs> yeah, and then she starts singing. Yeah, and, the, and I, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And then and then they do the happy dance. Um. And and Harry's. I I I know we're trying to keep it PG, but Harry's orgasm phase and yeah. noise that he makes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I, t- I had to yeah. try not to laugh too loud because Steph was still asleep. But then, but I was cracking up. But then I love like the morning after, and he wakes up, and he's the position of his hands. Yeah, just like, like this, like like funny, like T-Rex funny hands. Yeah, T Rex yeah. position, and he's because the, 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 yeah, the people at home can't see us. We're yeah. doing it, but just picture the little T Rex hand just up under his chin. Yeah, and yeah, it was just <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, Brilliant scene with with Max's family, them, them dragging him in to meet Harry. Yes. And, yes. and he's like, apology not accepted. He hasn't apologized yet. <laughs> and that's when that's when obviously Harry Harry's suggesting to send him away to Georgia. Yeah. To just that school. Yeah. And but, um, but like the brilliant idea where like he puts down all the photos. Yeah, yeah. One of him and all the different actors, like, which one is me? And he's like, none of them are you. 
And like, what about? And he points to Sam Neil. He's like, "That's Russell Crowe." Yeah. And he's like, "No, that's Sam Neil." <laughs> <laughs> that's the Australian man from that genius. <laughs> no, oh no, because Harry Harry puts it like, "And it is Sam Neil from the Jurassic Era documentary." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the Jurassic Era documentary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to wonder how much improvises in this show. I mean, that's like the one question I want to know. Because like um, in Scrubs, the janitor never, ever really has a script. He just... Yeah, okay. Like like, literally when it, in Scrubs, the script would say whatever, whatever he says. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you, I suppose you're, yeah, you're right. You just wonder how much was improvised yeah because i think i feel like harry, harry alan tudyk would be so good at yeah. improvising just oh definitely um, um yeah so yeah so harry diagnoses in quote um max with yeah. terrophobia fear of monsters <laughs> and, and then all stuff. these other things <laughs> like, and then an- anxiety and then he'll probably have male pattern baldness yeah and, yeah. <laughs> all these other and then then they um Interesting enough, they make a truce in the end. Yes, which is, um, I think, it's, it's, it's that scene with Sahar, Max, and Harry in the diner. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved yeah. how there's. So basically, what, what happens is um, Sahar says, she, she, it's not that she doesn't believe Max, it's just she simply didn't remember what happened that night. Yeah. And um, so they go to the diner where Harry's having breakfast or pie. And. Um, Sahar basically manipulates Harry into. Uh, they have a Britain. They say like, "I can hold my breath for a very long time." Yeah. And um, I, I, and my favorite thing is that Harry just keeps going. Well, then if Max dies, I will go to his grave and I will spit on his grave. Yeah. And then and then Sahar's like, "Well, he that's the joke. He's going to be cremated, and we're going to spread his ashes to the ocean. He's, then I will go to the ocean and I will spit on him." <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, you're not going to be able to spit on Max." And then he spits on Max. Yeah. And he's like, that's he not a human thing. Go, <laughs> I thought that was another moment where I almost yeah. lost it. And he's like, he just, that's he not a normal. Like, that's not very human behavior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they they hold their breath and he's like, more air for me. Yeah. And then, <sighs> yeah. And then <laughs> it works. And he's like, what do you want? And then they make a deal like truce. It's like, I will, I'll stop telling people you're an alien and yep. you, you don't get me sent to Georgia. Yeah, and then we get the real heartwarming moment, which, as I said, I love, where they're just Max and Sahar asking alien questions to Harry, and yeah. Harry's asking human questions to them. Why, why do people fold pizza? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do people fold? Yeah. I, I, mean, I just think that was a really good, a, a really really good scene. And then it comes to um, not long after that, or maybe just before that, one of my fa- another favorite scene is where. Uh, where Jay's walking with her adopted mum down the street and Asta's walking and Asta starts smiling and Jay's just walks away, yeah. Across the street. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But my favourite moment is she goes into the diner and Asta's dad comes out and, like, clearly they both know that each other yeah. knows. And um, he's like, would you like some breakfast? And she's like, I've only got enough for, for coffee. And he said, our family never pay. Yeah. And, no, just, and just like, well, I'll take two burgers and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but like, I, I just, I, I really like the character of Asta's dad because he yeah. just, he, he seems so genuine and yeah. he's 
Like it doesn't matter what she wants. Like she could order everything in the restaurant and he would still not charge her. Yeah, it's 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 like it's, and, he's, he's got yeah. a real strong moral compass. Yeah, definitely. I'd almost say so that he's 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 the moral compass of the show. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think that's why they don't, and they don't overuse him in the show either. Yeah, no, you know he he might not be. He was in the last two episodes, but he not yeah. might not be a massive role in the other episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you need characters like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what's good about it. Because, yeah. you know, obviously while this episode was very, uh, you know, Max and his family, yeah. Jay uh, and Asta-centric, and yeah. obviously um, Harry and his wife. Uh, what, was it, what was his wife's name again? Uh, Isabel. Do you remember? Isabel, that's right. Um, like it was very centric around those, but then next week's yeah. episode would maybe completely yeah. different. And interesting enough, there wasn't any real amazing cliffhanger. No. The, the, the only carry-on... Ooh, moment was um, when the toxic toxicology results came back, yes. and they find out and that they and, and how excited the sheriff was. He's like, yes, we got a murder. <laughs> yeah. he, he jumps up. He's having breakfast with his dad, and he jumps up. He's like, we got a murder. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> then he just yeah. realized. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, well, no, yeah. I like that, and I like the the end, the very end moment where Harry's trying to s- smuggle his wife to death yeah. with a yeah. pillow, and she rolls over, and he's like. Okay, I guess you'll live for another day. Yeah, it's like I, I don't I don't hate her. I just need sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think honestly, if you've been married, you can relate. You can relate to that a lot. Yeah. It's a very human yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, no, another solid episode. But yeah, you're right. I think this is the first episode. And this was it was episode five, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, so we are halfway through. A real cliffhanger. Yeah. But it, yeah, this so if, if, if anything, it felt like one of those mid-season finales, kind of. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. And just even just looking at it when it was released, I don't think there was a. No, there was no gap. No, no gap. You know, like a lot of. But even though it is technically halfway through the season, yeah, uh, there was no no gapping release dates or anything yeah. like that. So, um. Yeah, another solid episode. Yeah, I'm just um, scrolling through my notes. Just yeah, I'm just scrolling from my notes to see if there's anything we've missed. But there's a lot mm-hmm. happening. There, were, there were, I mean, there was that scene where the um, sheriff and the deputy, like the sheriff's just too focused on his head, and the deputy's like, "No, I'm convinced that this body in the lake and um, Sam's death are, are linked in some way," mm-hmm. which they are, but um. <laughs> Chef's like none of that, none of that. Yeah, you know? I think that's something that's going to. And, and I think he had that line. He goes, "I was really hoping for a serial killer." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just I think it's it's one of the things that's running along is like he he doesn't I don't know if he really respects his deputy, like she's got like, or doesn't listen to her. Yeah, look, I think in and there was a little bit of it initially in this episode. You can tell he's from New York. Yeah. Um. You know, he's moved down to a smaller town. He's done it for his dad because he thinks the air will be better for him. Yeah. Because his dad's a bit crook. Um, but I think he misses the excitement. Yeah. And he thinks, look, I'm a big New York yeah. city detective. Yeah. You know, you've grown up in this podunk town the whole time. And yeah. um, he just, I think he, he needs, needs to grow a little bit. And I don't yeah. think there's been any yeah. opportunity yet for him to realize how important the deputy is so he's like and policing he's like he's like like someone he's like simon Pegg from um hot fuzz <laughs> yes 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Big city, big city, no detective yeah. cop. Too Where good small town work. policing is yeah. is so much different, yeah. and I just think he hasn't been there long enough, or he hasn't. He doesn't want to do it a different way. He's still doing it the New York way, yeah. whereas deputy's been doing it the small town yeah, no. way the whole, whole life. Yeah, that that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah, you can just yeah, it's that contrast. Yeah, exactly. Like small town policing. I mean, I've I'm one of my favorite shows of all time Australian wise is Blue Healers and that's all about small town policing. Yeah. And how, they, is that, how is that town still alive? We just froze there a little bit. Yeah, it just froze up a little bit there. Sorry about the technical difficulties, people, but that's right. We're, we're nearly done anyway. About the people. Yeah. And big city police, you're not gonna know everyone whereas yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that's a dynamic. It's a good dynamic to have because it's like you said, contrasted style. Yeah. But they need to find a middle ground and hopefully the sheriff will get there and then realize the deputy is more important than what he actually thinks yeah. she is. Yeah. Cool. On that note, I think we'll wrap it up and uh, see you guys next time for episode six. Yep. Episode six. Hope you're um, oh, Sexy along. beast. Oh yeah. Wow. The, the hotness just keeps coming on. Um, <laughs> I can just hear him now going, I am a sexy beast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, another one of my favorite lines, sorry, before we cut up, was when he arrived back and realized that his wife was still there. And he's like, I just yeah. want to get I just want to get into my underwear and watch Jerry Orbach, which is from Law and yeah. Order. Yeah. And forget she's still here. I just absolutely <laughs> like, love that. How can I do that when she's still at you? But yes, yeah, so I hope you're watching along with us. Uh, let yeah. us know. Send us an email to... The true and the fictional at gmail.com. It can be about this it can be about anything at all it can be any story you've come along come across any books you're reading any movies you're watching um ryan and i and a couple of friends were watching a fantastic film last night called shark kansas oh wow um oh wow it was it was it was, it was something it uh out of all the movies, it was one of them. Um. It was recommended. It was recommended by my my very very good friend Stephanie, who has trouble sleeping sometimes, and um, goes on Prime and watches B grade films. And uh, this, I don't even think you would call this B grade. It was so bad, it was good. Yeah. Um, you know, our one of our, our mutual friends, Chris, was I think he only watched it as long as he did because for some reason all the women boobs wore makeup and um had really really short shorts and tight tops on apparently that's the women's uniform in, in kansas yeah. um <laughs> so yeah that was it, was it was it was it definitely was a film yes we didn't we didn't get to finish it because everyone had to leave and <laughs> yeah we look it wasn't for lack of trying yeah no, it was just getting late you know and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah tell we thought i think we should do a so yeah, one definitely. day, like, what's the worst movie B grade star you've watched, and why? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Let us know any B grade, C grade, D grade, F grade movies you have you've seen, and we're more than happy to give them a watch. Yeah. And on that note, see you guys next see you episode. Next time.